Hello, and welcome back to A Voice for the Kids, Child USA's internationally ranked podcast covering all aspects of child protection. I'm Professor Marcy Hamilton, CEO and founder of Child USA. Joining me today is Mike Rinder. Mike is a member of Child USA's board of directors and an Emmy Award winning co executive producer of the whistleblowing show Leah Remini, Scientology, and The Aftermath. Mike spent more than 20 years as the Church of Scientology's international spokesperson before escaping Scientology in 2007. Since then, he has worked hard to bring attention to Scientology's abuses and is a phenomenal advocate for children's rights. We are blessed to have him on our board of directors. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to visit the Hamilton Library at childusa.org library. Uh, the Hamilton Library is a free and open online resource curated by experts in child sex abuse for survivors, parents, advocates, lawmakers, teachers, coaches, and anyone interested in the well-being of children. So here we are, Mike. Um, well, hi, Massey. <laughs> hi, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today. We of course. Are, it's uh, an honor and a privilege. Uh, how long have we known each other now? Um, I guess it's like three or four years. It's gotta be. I think, I think what? it's like four years. Yeah. I mean, it, it started originally when I was looking for the uh, leading expert in the United States on the issues of religion and the First Amendment. And all roads led to Professor Marcy Hamilton. <laughs> and I reached out to you to ask you to come on the aftermath to help explain to people why the justice system has been so ineffective in dealing with the abuses of Scientology. Yep. And that began a relationship which continues to this day yep. with um, like, honestly, Marcy, working on, on matters relating to Child USA and, you know, the statute of limitations reform and things to help victims have a voice that is the, the work of Child USA is incredibly rewarding. And I have met some wonderful, wonderful people, not just you, but a whole bunch of other yep. like-minded people who devote themselves to helping people who don't have a voice, which was exactly what the the purpose of the aftermath was with respect to Scientology to give voice to those who have no voice and give some measure of relief and justice to them and that work continues with Child USA I like I love being involved in with this organization I well. It's just, it goes without saying, it's an honor and it's so much fun to have you as part of the team because you are so involved. And, um, you know, I was thinking about the mission for um, the, you know, this amazing series that you did with Leah Remini. Uh, you really gave voice to a lot of people. There's a lot more activity on, on the part of uh, Scientology victims than there's ever been. Yes. Uh, and so giving voice seems to be your uh, your calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess it is. And 
you know, what's, what's interesting about the aftermath too is that it motivated people who were not just former Scientologists or people who had been abused by Scientology, but it, it helped others who felt like, you know, they couldn't speak, they couldn't stand up for whatever they were, they were, you know, saw in the experience and the bravery of the Scientology victims, uh, a sort of a pathway for themselves. And I, I think that's true also for the work with Child USA. You know, while it's focused on civil rights for children, it brings people together and, you know, helps a lot more than just those children directly affected by sexual abuse or other violations of their civil rights. Yeah, I mean, you know, our goal is society. Um, but you know, the, some of the biggest impacts in society right now are the kind of show that you did with Leah Remini. Um, and, and I take it you continue to do with Leah. Oh yeah, I mean, we have our podcast and you know, we've taken a break for a little while, but we'll be back soon. And we continue also to work with others who are not necessarily Scientology related, not necessarily um, anything that we have. Like we didn't start out to try and become general, you know, champions of the downtrodden but somehow have managed to, to kind of get that positioning. So we have people reaching out to us all the time about, you know, you guys need to do something about what's going on with the Jehovah's Witnesses. You guys need to do something about what's going on with, with you know, Nexium. You need to do something about the, the uh, multi-level marketing schemes that are really cults. And we try to do what we can to help as many people as we can, but you, I know you understand this. The, the advocacy and the, the effective work is often hard to keep focused on because you, you sort of get dragged into individual representing and trying to help uh, each individual. But if you do that, you end up not being able to devote the time and effort to make the big changes that are gonna help everybody. And I know that's something that we've talked about, you know, the Board of Child USA, like, are we a, an advocacy group where people reach out and come to us for help about their individual things? Yes, of course, but can we really do we really have the resources to do that? No, but we have resources who can change the laws to help everybody. So we're better off devoting our time and effort to the work of the lawyers and the, the legal brains and the, the people who know how to get legislation passed to work on that because that's going to help thousands or tens of thousands of people as opposed to one or two. Yeah. I mean, most children's organizations are direct service. And so they are helping one by one. We need every single one of them. Yes. Um, but 
we are, you know, we're only an academic like me would start, uh, you know, a nonprofit that's a think tank. Uh, and I mean, the good good news is, is that we're told we're a think and do tank. Right. Uh, so we're not, we're, not, we're definitely not sitting around uh, just contemplating our navels, uh, but trying to literally change the world. But what is your perspective at this point on um, what can we do for uh, the individuals who are stuck within religious organizations where they're being abused um, and they need a way out? Um, well, I think that there are a lot of things that need to be changed in the law. I mean, yeah. you recently uh, accomplished a, a landmark decision in the California Appeals Court with respect to the enforcement of religious arbitration in the, in the Scientology cases for the victims of Danny Masterson and the abuses of Scientology. That is uh, something that is a, a very, very major issue that needs to be resolved. And along with the, this other, you know, sort of thing that I've now somewhat fallen into that Gretchen Carlson has been so heavily involved in, which is the NDAs and the silencing of people through legal means. And I think that, that along with the, the statute of limitations resolution and reform that is needed so that children and just victims in general of abuse and particularly those of sexual abuse have the opportunity to get and seek justice, which in many states they still don't, but also that they, that, you know, we don't have circumstances like what we've got with Scientology's religious arbitration where they hide behind their uh, quote unquote arbitration, which isn't really arbitration at all, to get away with bloody murder. And the same with NDAs, you know, people who are silenced from being able to talk about the abuses that they have undergone because they, they signed an NDA, not knowing that that NDA would prevent them from, from even reporting on things that happened to them. And those, like outside of just giving voice to people, which, you know, is an important part of an important role that, that we all play in some respect, I think that this area of changing the law and making it possible for victims of abuse to get their day in court is the single most important thing that can be done to help. I mean, I 100% agree. And it's really about power. It's yes. just power. The victims have been powerless. One law after another, one move after another, the NDAs, the statutes of limitations, um, the whole culture not believing um, child sex abuse victims and not listening, the preference for religious actors in our culture. All of that has kept uh, the victims literally without a weapon. Yes. And so it is... 
you know, I, I say this all the time, but I, I'll say it again. The Me Too movement has done a lot for people to come forward and they need to come forward if they're ready. Um, but I really want to put power in the victim's hands so yes. they can take these institutions and make them accountable. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Marcy. And, the, and I think that the other thing that is so important about Child USA and, and the work in the legal arena is that one of the, the horrible inequities of the judicial system in the United States in particular is that he who has the most money generally makes the law. Yeah. And for so long, the religious institutions have been the ones who have been able to spend millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars on hiring the best lawyers and getting the best law firms and their victims have been, you know, represented by, you know, individual lawyers who are, you know, trying to do their best uh, battling against the Goliaths. And unfortunately that has resulted in both precedents in law and in, you know, statutes and, and laws that have been enacted which favor the institutions as opposed to the victims. And right. so this was something that I know that we discussed when we were talking on the aftermath because people go, well, how do they get away with it? <laughs> well, there's a, a long history of how this has come to where we are today of these precedents and laws that just favor the institution and sort of, uh, like the, the victims have ended up being a, a lower class of individual or a lower class in the legal system. And one thing that Child USA does with, you know, you and Alice Bone and James Marsh and the other people who are involved in this organization is bring some, some leveling to that playing field by bringing the people who really have the, the skill and the knowledge and the, the intelligence and genius to be able to battle these battles and put things back to a more level playing field. And that I think is a really, really important thing about Chad USA. You know, that is what the think tank is. Yeah. It, the think tank isn't, like you say, people sitting around contemplating their navels. The think tank is figuring out how to address and undo so much that has been put in place that prevents victims from having their, their day in court. Well, so, you know, okay, so you got to explain this. So this really is for my mother. Uh, so, uh, you know, so I did, I came out and I interviewed for, you know, did an interview with you guys, loved it, loved it. And I was talking about the religious liberty issues. Right. Um, and then that episode got axed. What a great example. So can you explain to the audience, mainly my mother, um, how it is that some episodes couldn't be aired? Okay. It's all comes down to. Uh, the legal department and the lawyers who get paid to say, you, you know, lawyers are, are pretty much uh, as a as a 
I don't know what you call them, like profession, uh, <laughs> risk averse. Fair enough. Yeah, they are risk averse. And lawyers never get in trouble for approving, uh, for disapproving something so that it, ne it doesn't air. They can only ever get in trouble for approving something that does air. And then everybody turns around and says, why did you let this get on the air? Now we got sued. And so there is, what, the, the difficulty was with the legal department. And I've got to say that while I'm saying all this, I also want to recognize the fact that the legal department of A&E and the head of that legal department became someone that I consider as a friend and is a really good guy. They did more and put more on the air than any other yeah. media institution has ever been willing to do. Like ever. They <laughs> they stuck their necks out more than, you know, the the average Joe Blow uh, media company. But there were certain things where, particularly when talking about litigation or ongoing litigation or pending litigation that had not yet reached its outcome, they were very, very wary of making any statements that could subsequently be shown rightly or wrongly to have been incorrect based on the outcome of the litigation that was being talked about or the lawsuits that were being talked about. So the, the law and prosecution of things and, you know, criminal acts and we, we, you know, we had recorded shows about Danny, Mas the Danny Masterson case and that was a tough one. We didn't ever end up getting that aired because that was an ongoing investigation. And, you know, so that was really why. I mean, I was literally talking about the religious doctrine, right? Just saying, oh, here's what the First Amendment says about religion. Um, but it was so typical. I mean, the number of times bishops and others have tried to silence me in whatever way they could, right? Either through calling me names or ridicule or just not letting the episode air. Um, I actually thought it was pretty entertaining. I took it as a great compliment uh, that it was potentially problematic. So yeah. uh, so great. Well, you know, I just want to thank you so much for being part of our board um, and for all you do for Child USA and for the victims. A, a lot of people think of you as uh, someone who stands up tall in the public square for the victims. Uh, and it's, a, it's just a pleasure to have you part of our, our complete community of wonderful people. Thank you, Marcy. And you know how much I enjoy it. And I love all the people that work at and with Child USA, every single one I have ever met has been a person that I consider as someone after my own heart. And that's, that's always, a, a, it's always wonderful to be working with people like that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today to chat. I know how busy you are. Of um, course, I will <laughs> always take the time to chat with you, Mas. Deal, deal, we'll be back. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Okay.